I've got a great topic today. Wells in our homes. I think that church communities carry wells. Sometimes we get used to that being our main well. Is the well that we drink from on a Sunday. We can have wells in our homes. Okay, so that's what I'm going after today. The wells that we build within our own spirits. And then the wells that people in our home, in our friendship, our kids, they drink from those wells. And I'll explain what I mean by wells and we'll talk about how do you build those wells. Okay, so it's exciting because it's taking encounters with God into your 24-7, wherever you are. Uh, Nothing is normal besides what you've experienced, okay? So some of us have grown up in Christian homes, in homes that um, had deeply established wells, and that was normal for those of you that were brought up in that space. Some of us, that's like, we didn't have that. And so it's more normal for you to not be exposed to that, to not know what that looks like. Um, So normal isn't something that we can define. It's something that you've experienced, but you can actually change what is normal. All right, so if something has been common for you, you can change and shift and develop something else that becomes normal for you and becomes normal in your home. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, what is a well? It is an issue of water from the earth. It's a pool that's fed by a spring. So it's not something that you... um, You don't create the water. You create the well that draws from the water. Okay? So God is our spring of life. God carries everything we need in life. The well that we dig allows that life to spring up in our life um, and to outpour into our life. Okay? So here's a diagram showing two types of wells. There's the one on the left-hand side, which is really deep. It's got the blue and the red going down. It goes right down to water near the base there, which is an aquifer, and it's got rock beneath it and rock above it. And that water that's in that space is under a lot of pressure. When you dig a deep artesian well right down to the aquifer, and it taps into that pressurized water, that water spurts up. And that's what you see like springs and fountains comes out of that pressurized water that's way down. Sometimes it comes all the way out like a spring or a fountain. You can see it on the land. Or sometimes you need to still draw from it. But that water is coming up very easily because of how deep that well has gone and what it's plumbed into. Okay, so that's an artesian well. The one on the right-hand side is a groundwater well. We're probably more familiar with seeing what these look like. They go down to the groundwater. Groundwater's great. Okay, these wells are awesome. Um, much of the world uses these, these wells. You know, the bucket goes down, bucket comes back up, you take your bucket of water home. Okay, so the groundwater well is still a good well, even though on this diagram it looks like it's shallow. All right? But it's better than no well. Okay? All right. 
So if we look at a well as an issue of water from the earth and a pool fed by a spring, we see in Genesis chapter 26, there's this really interesting verse, which I'm going to sit on today. It's about Abraham and Isaac. Um, Isaac was the son of Abraham. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And and Isaac gave them the same names that his father had given them. Okay, so we have this scenario where Abraham has been given land, he's dug wells, he's passed away, the enemy has come in and blocked all those wells back up, Abraham's son has come back to that same land and he's re-dug those same wells and he's called them the same names. Okay? So if you see this image of a blocked up well, this is in my neighbourhood. Um, it's it, a blocked up well is easier to redig than a completely new well. Okay, because if you look at the cross section, there's still a shaft that has already been cut all the way down into the ground, and that shaft has been filled up with sand and rocks and whatever else, and it still takes work to get the sand and the rocks out of that shaft, but the shaft is already cut, okay? So when Isaac re-dug those wells that Abraham had dug, the work he had to do was still significant, but it was easier than if he had gone and created completely new wells. Does that make sense? So he went down, dug the earth back out, the shafts were still there, and then the water could come back through. This is important for what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so when we talk about spiritual wells, what is, what is that? <laughs> what do I mean? I'm going to share with you some wells that I grew up with in the home that I grew up with. So I'm going to share about my mum and dad who are here because I grew up in their home. Um, my sisters and I experienced these wells in our home. And I'm going to share with you, and hopefully it honours them, but I want to share with you because then you can see, oh, that's, that's what it can look like in my home. And that's what it can look like for my children to grow up in as Isaac grew up with Abraham. So my par parents are like Abraham digging wells because both of them came from families where these wells were not dug for them. Okay, so they chose and built these wells from scratch. Or maybe there was tiny bits of excavation, but they're the ones that built these wells. My sisters and I, we drank from these wells growing up. Now we're our own people. We're in our own authority. We're in our own homes. We redig these wells or we leave them. Or we redig these wells and they become part of our home. So for example, uh, wells, a well of worship in the home. So what did this look like for me? Um, I remember this from mostly from my mother. I'm sure Dad pressed play as well. <laughs> but um, our house sounded like worship music. Mum would play worship in the home, in the lounge. It filled the home, and every day that was and that was our normal. Okay, so she excavated that. I didn't grow up with a well of Bon Jovi or the Beatles. 
And I'm not saying it's wrong to listen to all kinds of music, but the well that was developed in the home was a well of worship that happened every day. Darlene Czech, Maranatha, Vineyard, Scripture and Song. It was well established. Um, even today, if you visit their home, you'll walk in and there'll be worship on. And some of you have experienced that when you go and visit. Um, they're not the only home that does that. I walk into Sherelle's home, there's, wor- there's worship on. It's an established well that my mother excavated and dug in our home for her own self, but it affected everybody that came. And, and what is, why is that great? Like, what is the water that you drink from that well of worship? Well, I remember when I was about 11, my youngest sister would have been about seven. My youngest sister, Rachel. In my memory, I was sitting at the dining table, mum was at the dining table, and Rachel was in the lounge lying on the couch, and there was worship playing. And next minute, Rachel comes through the dining room, and she's sobbing. <laughs> They're like, well, <laughs> what's just happened? And we, we asked her, like, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? And she just went, I love Jesus so much. I love Jesus so much. And she was just crying because she had been sitting underneath this flow of worship in the house and it had connected in with her own heart and her own spirit. You cannot live in a place with a well of worship over an extended period of time and not be impacted. You cannot. It softens your heart to the Lord. The words in the song are declarations about who God is and our response to him. It's about our yielding and our surrender. It's about how he's above all and he's beyond all. You, you cannot live under words like that without it doing something inside of you. It's a well to drink from. If you never grew up with that in your home, you can establish that in your home. You can establish it in your Suzuki Swift. All right? You can establish it in your place where you dwell and dig, dig that home. Dig that well. Dig that well. I, I feel like I carry a deep aquifer well of peace in my life. And I think it comes from this. From growing up inside this. There's so much peace when you're just, about just hearing and knowing who God is all the time. No matter what circumstances come along. It's like, well, God's good. Well, God is above that. Well, God's got a plan through this. There's, it's, a, it's an aquifer. It's a deep well. And when the well goes that deep and that, ground, that, that um, deep water comes up, it's, it springs without effort. It's, it's coming up because it's complete truth and you've tapped into it. So a well of worship. I think the fruit of the Spirit grows within that space because you are getting used to what God's presence feels like. You're welcoming Holy Spirit into your space and the fruit of the Spirit is, is Him. It's what, it's, it's what His character is 
and he imparts it. So it's a well of worship, and that's what it looked like in our home. Then there's the well of his word. So I'm an early bird. I wake up early. So does my dad. So I remember this one mainly from my dad. I would wake up early in our home and come through to the lounge, and the lamp is already on, and dad's sitting in the recliner or whatever in his dressing gown with a cup of coffee, and he's reading his Bible. And he's got his little devotion. He's got a spiral-bound notebook with his blue biro pen, and he's scribbled his notes in this notebook, and he's written and underlined things in his Bible. And it was normal for me to see that in my home. Like I would get up, and that's what I saw. When I was 13 years old, I went to boarding school, From that point on, I lived outside of my home for most of the year because school is longer than holidays, okay? So I was away from home most of the year. And when I began to read the Bible for myself, guess what it looked like? It looked like first thing in the morning, it looked like me reading my Bible, underlining things, writing in the margins, and my little spiral notebooks, writing out prayers to the Lord, it looked like I, Isaac, redigging the well of Abraham of how to read the word and what to do with the Bible. My dad didn't, I don't have memory of dad sitting down next to me and saying, okay, you do this, this, you open the Bible like this, you choose this book. He may have, but what was written on my heart was me experiencing it like a well in my home. And so when I went to dig my own well, I knew exactly where to dig and what what it should look like. Is that helpful? And doesn't mean there's not other ways, but that's the well of my father. And it was easy for me to redig that. It made sense to me. It was normal for me. Um, I'd like to encourage you not to hide your worship and your Bible reading from your family. There's the passage where Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites who stand on the corner and... Go and tuck yourself in your closet and pray, and what's done in secret, the Lord will reward openly. Okay, we, we know that passage, but what a lot of us tend to do is we tuck our entire walk with the Lord into our closet, and we don't ex- our, our families don't experience that. They don't know what it is to worship in the home, or if we worship in the home, it's weird, because it's not normal, because we haven't built the well in front in the home. We've built it in a closet, (laughs) okay? Closets are great, but the context of Jesus' life was he lived in front of his disciples for three-plus years, and he didn't carry a closet around with him, okay? (laughs) Other times he went away and prayed, but his disciples were so hungry, they were like, teach us what you're doing, teach us. We, We can see you're doing things. Tell us what it is. That's the well, Okay? So do this in front of your family. Next one, a well of prayer. I remember this one more from mum. Mum would get up, uh, she would get up after she got her morning coffee. She would enjoy that in bed. But um, I remember mid-morning walking through to get some paper to draw on and uh, walking through the office and I passed through mum and dad's room and mum's Bible's open on her bed 
and she's just walking up and down beside the bed and she's just praying and talking to God out loud. And I'd look at her and she'd look at me and I'd go and get my piece of paper and I'd walk back out to the dining room because it was normal for me to see that. It wasn't like, oh, heck, what's my mum doing? That's weird. It was just really normal to see mum like that in our home. So I got to see, oh, it's normal to pray out loud. It's normal to um, walk and pray. Like, it, that's normal. It's not, and it's not weird, okay? Um, next one. A well of tongues. Uh, for some people, this is harder or stranger. Um, but in my home, it was normal. Okay, so I remember this more so from my dad. Um, heading to boarding school was like a six-hour drive, and sometimes dad would take me by himself and not, not the whole family. And so I'd be sitting in the front passenger seat, the sun's blazing in the African landscape, my feet are up on the dashboard, yes. And dad is, um, windows are down, and I can hear my dad praying. Now, he's not praying loud, and I can't hear what he's saying, I know he's praying in tongues and you can't hide the S sound when you're whispering in tongues. It sounds like this. Okay, so even if you're whispering in quiet, you can't hide some of those harsher sounds in the English language. So I knew that my dad was praying while driving and it was just so comforting. Just the car filled with peace. I knew my father was covering our family. And um, tongues became normal. It was a well that was dug in my home that now I can redig and re-express. Okay, the next one. A well of peace. I referred to this before. And this is just the fruit of the spirit that is therefore present in a home because of these wells, okay? So I get to experience what peace feels like. I get to experience, I think for myself, so think of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think for me, some of those wells are groundwater wells, and some of those wells are at deep artesian wells that go right down to an aquifer. But I've got them, okay? And it's beautiful that I've got them. Then there's wells that I'm digging myself that are either ones I didn't experience directly from mum and dad or they um, did some excavation and I'm doing further and whatever. So these are wells of encounter that I am digging. There's the well of prayer with others. Now, did my parents pray with others one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, but was I allowed to come and sit and listen? No. So it's not something that I'm directly got experience with for me to pray with my friends. So sometimes praying with my friend feels awkward, okay, because it's something I'm still excavating. I'm developing that well. Does awkward mean stop? No. <laughs> awkward just means new. It just means you're, ex you're still in excavation phase. But if it's something you believe in and you know the fruit of it, you go after it. So you develop, you just look at awkward and you say, ha, I feel awkward, but let's still do this. Let's go on um, a prayer walk. Let's pray together about what you're going through. And the more that you practice that, the more normal it then starts to become. 
the awkward starts to slip away and the well starts to form, okay? Well of wonder in nature. Um, I do know that my father has this and I'm deepening that within me. Just the noticing things in nature that are just beautiful and expressing wonder and thankfulness to the Lord through that. A well of praying over land. This is new for me and I'm still still at surface level excavating this, but I can feel something inside of me attached to land. And so I'm trying to learn a little bit there. And whenever friends of mine have gone to Germany, some of you are in this room, whenever friends of mine have gone to Germany, I say, put your hand on the land from me and say hi. And I don't know yet what I'm doing. I just know that I have a heart for that nation and it is in my bloodline. And I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm starting to excavate. Okay? And then the well of adventure-led intercession. This is where I'm at at the moment in my health journey. I feel like the Lord's taking me on an adventure and the whole way that I deal with it is an intercession, but it's an adventure. And so this is new for me as well. Although I would say that my parents leaving New Zealand and going all the way to Africa to be missionaries is in itself adventure-led intercession. And so there's already excavation there that I'm burrowing further down into. Okay, so how do you dig a well? First of all, you choose to. Make a decision to. If there's something that you know you want to go after within your own self, within your uh, friendship relationships, within your spousal relationship, like if you know, I, me and my spouse, we don't really pray together, it's awkward for us, but I want to go after that or you want to grow that for your children, you first make a decision to. So that's what I want you to go away from today with, is deciding where you want to make some wells. Then from there, you start to create opportunities on purpose. So for example, you may have decided, I would like to pray more with my spouse. I don't really know how to do that. Um, I feel... Probably the most comfortable if I just broke out in some kind of thankfulness prayer because when we sit down and say grace, we say thank you. So that feels a bit more normal for me. So I might do thankfulness. So then your husband comes home and he shares something about work and you say, oh, wow, that's so awesome. Well, Lord, I just bless the favour that you showed my husband today and we just thank you for that. And I thank you for the people that he spoke with and I just ask that you give them favour as well. Now, would you like lettuce on your hamburger? And you're just creating these small opportunities, but you've, you know that you're going after prayer together and you've created an opportunity to do that and you've stepped out, okay? Um, awkward is definitely something that you may, definitely may, you most probably will feel awkward, okay? If it's a new space for you, it does not mean stop go after it. That's why you just throw in, would you like lettuce with your hamburger afterwards? Because it helps take the awkward limelight off your little prayer that you did. But it still establishes something, all right? Number four, lead anyway. Don't continue waiting for the other person to lead you, okay? If you know that it's bubbling up in your heart, you want to build this well, you know it's going to be awkward, you know it might be hard, lead anyway, just begin, just decide, we're going to do this, I'm going to practice this, I'm going to invite my friends to a prayer walk, it's going to feel clunky, it's going to be okay because we're just going to 
keep going until awkward starts to feel more normal and then your well starts to become more established. Okay, so lead anyway. Number five, find the tools that work for you and dig. So for me, blessing, blessing things, blessing people, uh, thankfulness, those are prayers that flow easily out of me. So for me, I would start there. Find what, just explore. It's an adventure, okay? But, but then start to dig with those tools. Number six, dig so that others can redig what you have dug, okay? So like Abraham, he established those wells. You have, some of you have got families, establish wells in your home so that your children can redig them for themselves later. Establish wells in your friendships so that your friends can redig those wells. Establish wells in the people that you're discipling so that they can redig those wells. There's that verse in Proverbs 22, verse 6 that says, train a child in the way they should go and when they are older they will not depart from it that doesn't mean that you have a piece of paper and you give them rules and you tell them that you must do this and you should do that the training is what they experience alongside you like the disciples experienced alongside Jesus okay so it's the wells that you dig that's the training and when they come and redig, they know they've got something they know what it looks like and it's hard for them to depart from that Okay, what can wells in your home look like? I would say I would encourage you to build an atmosphere of worship and praise in your home. We need this, guys. Life is bigger than us. We need a God that's bigger than life. Okay? Build an atmosphere of worship and praise in your home, in your own person, in your vehicle, Make praying normal. Walk around your home and pray out loud. It's okay for people to hear you. If you're tempted to think that you're weird because you pray out loud in your home, then that's the accuser coming at you because he doesn't want that. It, it should be normal to pray out loud in your home and not for you to only go into a closet. Okay? Let tongues and intercession be normal in your home. And some of you go hard out with intercession. Let it be normal in your home. Okay, let your kids experience that from young. Let them hear tongues flowing off your tongue. It's, this, is not, this is not weird. What the world is introducing to us these days is weird. Okay, this is what should be normal. Build these wells. If you can feel shame coming upon you because you're speaking tongues in front of people in your home or in your friendships and you're feeling shame, then go after that. Go for prayer ministry. Uh, work out what's, what, what's causing that embarrassment, but, but keep digging those wells. Okay? Do not hide your prayer life from your people. That's like your kids, but also people you're discipling, the people that you love, your partner, your family, your friends. Pray and bless your people daily. Bless your children. Let it come out your mouth. Put your hand upon them and just bless them daily. I remember dad would do that for us every night. He would pray over us as we went to bed. Make that normal in your home. Okay, it establishes security 
and it establishes those deep wells. Push through awkward to form normal. Push through. Just push through. Don't back out. If you're tempted to back out, get pre-ministry and, and push through. Okay, this last slide is the slide of the wells again. The artesian wells are really deep, okay? That water springs up effortlessly. When you go through, uh, for example, when you go through hard times, say you have a well of peace developed within you. If that well of peace is groundwater deep, you're still going to access that in hard times, okay? You're still going to drink from that. When that well is so established that it goes right down to the aquifer, then it's like... It's like that piece is almost uncontrollable to you. It's like an un, um, it's an unnatural <laughs> piece. It's a piece that you're not creating yourself. It's like, why are you feeling peaceful when everything's chaos? It's like it's bubbling up out of you without any effort. That's the deeply established um, wells that you want to go after. And that comes from worshipping, being still with the Lord, yielding, prayer, by really establishing that in your lives. Yes? How is that? What are you taking away from today? What are you taking away? <laughs> All the notes. Dig deeper. Okay, dig deeper. If it's awkward, don't stop. Make it normal. Be an example because other people will redig those wells after you. It's easier to redig a well that's already established. Remember that, guys. We're establishing wells for the next generation. Yeah. Someone has to be Abraham. Yeah. So I'm just going to lead us in prayer. Um, and I'm going to pray over just what I've been talking through today. If you feel something stirring within you where you feel like, I, I want to go after this more, I want to establish the well in my own heart, the wells in my own heart more, the wells in my home more, um, then I'll just invite you to stand. I'm just going to pray a blessing over what the word of the Lord was today, that he would seal that inside of you and we can go after that together. Lord, we just thank you so much for the aquifers that you've created deep under the land of our hearts, Lord God, that are full of your strength and your might and your spirit, Lord God. And we thank you so much that you long to draw near to us and you ask us to draw near to you. And Lord, I just pray a, a blessing on the seeds of this word that has gone out and landed in each of these people here, Lord. And all those that are listening or watching online, Lord God, I just pray that you would that you would um, hover over that seed and plant that seed into people's lives, Lord God, and that you would teach and draw people into what it is to to live a life of establishing a well in their home, a well in their own hearts, 
I pray that you would go after homes, go after children, Lord God, that you would help us to establish wells in our homes that our children can redig. Teach us how to break through the land and deepen our relationships and our encounters with you, Lord God. I pray that you would help us to step away from pride and that you would draw us into humility and that we would would cry out for you, Lord. We need you. We need you. Help us to establish wells of worship and praise and adoration in our home about who you are and about our response to you, Lord God, so that our hearts can stay soft towards you. And we can be reminded that you are above all and beyond all. Help us to establish wells of worship, of tongues, of prayer, of intercession. Help us create what is normal in our homes that honours you and that establishes wells that our friends, that our our children can redig, Lord God. Thank you that we can drink from one another's wells. Teach us how to establish our own. And Lord, even as um, people have heard this message, Lord, if it's stirring in them to open up uh, more corporate worship in their home with their partners, Lord God, or their children, or open up more prayer, I pray that they would just look awkward in the face and that they would just step through that membrane, step through that barrier and decide to be warriors and go after the wells in their home and decide, make a decision, plant the staff and say, we are creating this. We are creating this together. We're going to dig this well here and we'll play. If there's awkward, we'll just be playful. We'll just go at it with play. We'll face it and we'll We'll pray together and help awkward shift to normal and help normal shift to strong. And we just, we just bless, we bless the wells that you create within us, Lord. Let's ask that you, Holy Spirit, would hover over every well and every heart, Lord God, represented here today. And that you would help us to deepen, deepen, deepen right down with you to know who you are. And not to rely on our own strength, but to know who you are, that we would tap into those deep aquifers of who you are, Lord God. And your strength would just bubble up for all to see. And you would be glorified in our lives, Lord God. And our children will be established in you. And those we bless and those we disciple, those within our workplaces, they will drink from these wells, Lord God. They'll be blessed by you and they'll grow hungry to dig their own wells. So I invite you, Lord, to take everyone here on a journey, on an adventure with you. And that the seed will not go to waste, it will not drop on the floor and get trodden, but it will get deeply established in these hearts, Lord. We bless you, Lord. reminded in the scriptures in in the book of John the story of Jesus and the woman at the well and the words that he says to her are everyone who drinks of this natural water will be thirsty again but 
Whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. This water that I will give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So we thank you for your, it's your presence, Holy Spirit, that we're tapping into. It's your presence that we long for, Lord. And God, we, we don't want to live a life just waiting around that you would make it rain upon us, God. That that would be our sustenance, Lord. Or, or that we would go and find someone else's well to drink from. But your desire and your promise in the Scripture is that you will put the well of your presence in us, God. Father, there is a partnering of us digging, Lord, but there's that initial deposit. And, and I wonder even this morning, maybe you, you don't even know what it is to drink from that well of God's presence, that you haven't experienced the presence of God. You haven't experienced the Holy Spirit. And we would love if you would... If you desire that to come forward and we want to lay hands on you because there is a, a, a release and a depositing that comes when it's through, through the laying on of hands. And just to stir that up, I know for me, I didn't grow up in a household uh, where there was people praying either in English or in tongues. There was no one reading the Bible. My parents were saved after me. And so I had no example of what it was like to live in that space. So it's... It's so much harder to dig a well when you haven't been taught, we haven't been modeled, but the Holy Spirit's a really good teacher. And I just want I just want to pray as well, just a lifting off of shame over you where, where maybe prayer hasn't been prominent in your house, where it hasn't been prominent in your life. The Lord has no desire to shame you. He just has a desire to be with you, to meet with you, He's not angry with you. He's just longing for, for deeper connection, for deeper fellowship with you. So Father, we thank you, Lord, that you do not put shame upon us, that you would lift off all shame now in Jesus' name. But Lord, that you would stir a hunger, that you would stir a passion, Lord. You would stir a thirst in us for your presence, Holy Spirit that we would be so thirsty, Lord, I'm gonna come searching for that wellspring, Lord. I'm gonna dig until I hit water, Lord. And we thank You, Lord, that You will satisfy us in dry places, Lord. You will satisfy us. So we encourage You, if You desire just that, uh, just a fresh taste, a fresh connection with Holy Spirit, why don't You come forward? If not, You're welcome to to hang around and pray or you can go and share some fellowship morning tea connect with someone you would just love to pray for you and bless you or if you have any other need I would love just to, to minister to you now but we bless you as you head out into the week love you guys